Hey guys, it's Brendan. I just want to let you know that due to some technical mistakes on my part, this episode is coming out a little bit late, so a lot of info is going to be dated from this episode. I went on vacation, didn't bring the audio, audio file, excuse me, didn't and so I couldn't edit it, and it couldn't go up when we wanted it to. Entirely my fault. My apologies. However, we do have some fun episodes and concepts coming up in the coming weeks and months, so please enjoy this episode and all future content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Brew Crew Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 18th. January 18th, Ricky. It's January 18th. Uh, The Boston Bruins, not much has changed. They're still the best team in hockey. They're 34-5-4 and and, uh, are on pace to break the points record by eight points, I believe which would be four more wins if they continue on this uh, on this streak of theirs. Uh, of course, standing beside me is is my uh, my compatriot, my counterpart, Ricky Welch. How are you, bud? Doing good. You also have to add to that now a Winchester alumni team red teammate, or we team black? I don't remember. I was... I was on your team. I know. I know that. I know we were on the same team. I forget what I believe we were red. Yeah. Whatever. We lost eight one. Whatever. Team we got was, we got spanked. A poleaxe with the capital P. Not good. Almost got shut out for the first time in alumni game history. Um and we tried the switching goalies. That didn't work. It just it was a tough scene. It was just not 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 good for uh for the boys. But what can you do? What can you do? Uh, Ricky, you you drove down from uh from Boston to Maryland today. How how was the drive? You're alive. You survived. You got through New York. Things of that nature. Yep. Uh, shout out uh, my chauffeur Matt Robagna, uh, for driving me down here. My car's uh broken, so there's that. Got That's here sick. safe down, baby. Uh, got Chick Fil A coming up to the apartment soon. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. New York traffic bad. No, nope, we got through before rush hour for New York, so we're good. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's talk bees. Let's talk the best team in hockey. Uh, Ricky, you were able to get to some games uh, at long last. So, uh, obviously, we covered the Winter Classic, things of that nature. And um, But besides that, what games did you go to? What What festivities did you partake in? Uh, I went to the Kraken game, which was famously the first time they lost in regulation at home this entire year, 3 nothing. Um, I brought my friend from New York with me, Big Mush, he is, of course. Um, and then we went to the game of the year on Saturday. Not in my own seats, I was up in the nosebleeds with the fellas, Saturday night, Bruins Leafs. I haven't watched every game this year. I think we've made that pretty evident on this podcast. 
And I obviously don't go to every game in person, but if you add all those factors together, this was the best game of the season for me. This was fantastic. Up and down division hockey, fights, nastiness, in-between period scuffles. The the stars for both teams showed out. Matthews with a nasty goal. Pasta with a nice steal on a goal. Everything for a great hockey game. Last-minute game winner. I think it was the game of the year. The building was on fire. Everyone was in their seats on time. Electric scenes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's leave this off. You sent me a text earlier today. Uh, something about the schedule. Yes. So this has to do with this game. So obviously this game was awesome, right? This is a great game. Uh, only the second time we played the Leafs all season. As that's correct. You know what we haven't played yet? Montreal. Montreal. It is halfway through the season. We have yet to play the Montreal Canadiens. Now I know we play them next week. Do you know who we've played twice? The Ducks. The Avalanche. The, Ducks, the Avalanche. The Coyotes. What the fuck are we doing here? What the fuck are we doing here? Games like Saturday night show you how good these playoff games can be. They and the NHL has um, set up this new playoff structure so the division rivals matter, right? Every year we're playing Toronto. Every year we're playing Tampa. We only play them fucking three times all season. So, like, these games would mean even more. Like, these last couple of years, I have loved the Toronto and the Tampa games way more in season because you know they're going to play them in the playoffs. It does mean a lot. It's like a little preview. It is great. But we only play them a, some, a couple amount of times. We're playing them, the Maple Leafs, in January for, like, the second time all year, and we don't play them again. We actually played them again in February. And then we don't play them, like, the last game of the season when it won't fucking matter when we're going to sit all of our guys. The scheduling is crap. The way that we – I get it. They want McDavid to be in every building every year, and we want to play him home and away so every fan base can see any player they want. I don't care. I don't care. I don't need to see that. I would rather see Toronto four times a year in my barn than see McDavid every year. I really don't. I would rather see these games. I would. It's the way it is. We only play you'd – rather, You'd rather play Toronto eight times than – Okay, maybe McDavid Edmund. was – well, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. Arizona has to come and take a game away from our rivals coming into town is is ludicrous. But I'm I don't have a dog in the fight here. But don't you think that the three's too little? I agree. But don't you think it takes kind of the like like if it's four times a year, if it's three times a year around there, it like it builds it up more versus like like it feels like it feels like the the Red Sox play the Orioles like a million times. So they're actually switching that. I don't want to talk baseball too much, but this year, starting this year, they're doing what the NHL does. Every team goes to every, at least plays every team once every year in a series. So do you, I, I like that better. I, I agree. Sport. I care about it less. I'm talking about the NHL and that the fact that the Bruins have yet to put the fucking Montreal Canadians half of the year. That's dumb. I know they have Very a bet. They're not great, but when it matters, if let's say Montreal was as good as Tampa this year, you're telling me the Bruins, who are the best team in the league, and let's say Montreal was Toronto, have yet to play the Montreal Canadiens? Like that's a joke to me. And the, uh, just I w- all I want is six games a year against those teams. So three and three, I think that's a good, um, good uh, measuring stick there. You get three at home, three on the road, times seven teams. That's forty two. We don't have to do all the math. I just want to do – I had a proposed thing where, like, you play the West team every other year. I No, sorry. You play every West team every year, but you switch off who gets home. 
That's interesting. And then you get the something with the, you get the the Metro Division twice at home and once on the road, and you flip flop the other three. The math worked out. It did it in my head. I was so pissed off, and then I realized we had yet to play Montreal. We finally just played Toronto in a meaningful game, and it's it, I don't know. I was something about the schedule that pisses me off. This whole Saturday night really put me in like we don't have enough of these games where Toronto is coming to town on a Saturday fucking night, hockey night in Canada, Don Cherry with the crazy suit. I know we got fired from getting canceled, but something I was, I've, I've bugged me when I was that's like, not, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. It's something that bugged me when I was sitting in that seat, like, wow, we should get more. Interesting. Of Interesting proposal there from, uh, from Rick. I don't, I, I don't know how I'm kind of, I'm, I'm halfway. You'd have to sell me on it. Six just, games. Just two more. No more often that would feel like instead of – they would never – we would have to have played Montreal at least twice by now. Yeah. No, that's that's a fine, but you're you're losing me on, on having like McDavid not come every year or – Okay, no, or, you play McDavid every year, but not twice. Yeah, I – We'll we'll take that offline, I guess. It's uh sorry, that was my little rant that I that um I no, I appreciate the rant. I you know, I appreciate the hot takes. Um and obviously we'll 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 take uh bashing the NHL at any time. But um it's an interesting proposal for sure. For sure. All right. So uh you mentioned it sorry. What a game that was. What a uh, four to three over the Maple Leafs. That sounds familiar. Um, but you mentioned the Seattle game, uh, homecoming for, for a couple of Bruins players or Bruins, a couple of Kraken players. Um, obviously Ryan Donato famous for about five games and turned out that maybe he wasn't the player for five games that he was for the rest. Uh, and the guy who's probably going to win rookie of the year, uh, very easy to root for guy from Hingham. Uh, Matthew Beneers watches, you know, it's it's cool to see a guy that you watched in high school, that you watched at, in juniors, that you've seen play a couple of times in college, and now you see him in the NHL. Uh, that is a very, very cool uh, moment. For, for myself, the viewer. So I was obviously thrilled to see that. The result, not so much. Uh, first time the Bruins got shut out all year, which is shocking. Um, but just a tough game all around, Rick. What did you, uh, what did you see from, from, your, from your viewpoint uh, in the garden? There's a really hot girl on the TV right now for K-State. Um... What I saw from my viewpoint is there was never really at uh, many um, whistles in this game. The game went by so quick. The game was over at like 9.20, I think. So Seattle's a pretty fast team. So they just kind of like wore us down. We had plenty of chances. Um, Martin jo- uh, was it? Yeah, Martin Jones, of all people, shut right. us out <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, we just couldn't finish. Uh, Seattle played, their, played the right type of game they had to play. They're a fast, young team. Um, and yeah, Matty Veneers looked pretty solid. He looked a little raw. I think he's still a little raw to me from my uneducated uh, scout perspective. Um, 
But yeah, saw Beniers jerseys, probably had his boys in attendance. Uh, tough one for the bees, but they weren't going to win them all. Can't win them all. They bounced yep. back, uh, bounced back nicely uh, in this Toronto game, and then also just killing the Flyers. Killing the Flyers and killing the Ducks, uh, which seemingly – I don't know if this is just one game sticking out in my head. I feel like they always struggle with the Ducks uh, for some bizarre reason. And they just absolutely laid a beat down on them, which was fantastic. Um, 7-1, they cleaned up everybody else on the West Coast, obviously except for Seattle, but that was back at home. So, uh, Ricky, what were kind of your takeaways from – so how how many games did you go to? Uh, Maple Leafs, Kraken, Sabres, Winter Classic, and the Jets. Um, first first time – well, actually, no, because you went to the first game of the year. But in those four games, are they what you thought they would be? Are you uh, – are you – are they more than what you thought they would be? Where do you stand on uh, in-person viewing of, of this team? So, obviously, they were a wagon for the beginning of the season. And I come, and they're down. I go to the Jets game. They go down 2 nothing. They don't look good. And then they pull it out, of course. Go to the Winter Classic. They're down. They don't look good. They pull it out. <laughs> uh, Mark looking good in all the games. Then they lose to the Kraken, which was tough. But, you, you know. And then the Leafs game was just a back and forth great game. So, yeah, I feel like it was – I thought of what it was. I mean, I got to see the more players on at um, in person that looked a little bit different. I think Zach looked pretty good in person. You don't see him as much when you're watching on TV. He doesn't really show up on the stat sheet that much. Um, yeah, I mean, they looked good. They did exactly what they've been doing all season. If they don't have their on night, they come back and win. So, you know. Good. And also, Hall looks good in person. He looks fast. The game's fast in person. I'll say that. There much. you go. There you go. All right. Well, speaking of Pavel Zaka, interesting that you mentioned him. Uh, for, forgive me while I pull up. He just signed an extension. Um, forgive me while That's I. correct. He did. Pull up the extension. Pull up the extension of four year, $4.75 million deal. Great radio. Yep. 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 We're keeping that in. Um, I for, I didn't know he's 25. You could have told me he was like 32 and I would have believed you. Um, <laughs> the, famous, the famous 2015 draft, my friend. Oh, who could forget? Who could forget? Legendary. Legendary. Um, but. So 25-year-old was acquired in a trade in this offseason for Eric Kala, who uh, was probably the most average Bruin of all time, I would say. and I don't believe is doing well in uh, New Jersey as far as I know. Can't say I've watched too many New Jersey games, but nevertheless, based on what I've seen and heard and all that, not doing great. But Pavel Zaka... Uh, stays with the Bruins for another four years. Uh, clearly a good fit, clearly a good line on a good line, the uh, the check line. And uh, I think that this is the type of thing for me that keeps Pasta engaged. And we've seen uh, how well they play together. Obviously, they bring in 
they'll shift in that uh, Montgomery will shift in that Bergeron Barshan pasta line every once in a while, but, but doesn't, as we've seen in the past, does not work for, uh, for 60 minutes. So this is the type of thing, a, a young forward had, you know, all we've heard from pasta is like, he doesn't know the long-term sustainability of success with the team. So, where do where does he stand with that? He's obviously a RFA. No, excuse me, UFA at the end of the season. So that needs to get done, and I I have to think that this does nothing but help uh, Pasta staying in a Bruins jersey. Yeah. So quickly on Zach, obviously I said I, he has impressed me so far this season. Uh, it's a great trade by Donnie. I think we can say we won the trade. Uh, acquiring, especially getting the extension done, acquiring Pavel Zaka, 25-year-old, who was maybe a diminished asset, former first-round pick, I think top 10 pick in that draft. Um, yeah, he's been great for us, playing up and down the lineup. He's played with Bergeron. He's played with Krejci. He's played with Coyle. He's been all up and down, and he does pretty well everywhere. He's like a utility guy. And obviously, we don't know the future of Bergeron and Krejci, and he has the ability to play center. So it's always nice to have a, a younger center in your system, although he's not an elite player. He's a good utility man who can play a little two-way game and can um, – he's a pretty good passer as well, I think I've seen. He he's, gets the puck. He's a good power forward. So I like him. When I first saw it, I thought it was maybe a little bit – little steep, but I guess it's probably the market for him, especially with the cap probably going up uh, next season. And, yeah, in terms of Pasternak, it seems like they're good buddies. They're checkmates. Um, and they could be on the line together for a long time. I also think – this uh, this signing being at four years and over four and a half million means that I hope Don and Cam know how much cap room and how much pasta is really asking for because they dole out this money now. It's kind of interesting timing, I believe. So I think they must have it kind of sort of figured out on how much pasta wants and how much pasta they can give them. So I'm hoping that was the case. And it just shows that they should maybe this one's coming down sooner. So just for a little reference here, um, Zaka's best season was last year with the Devils. And he in 70 games, he had 36 points. Through 43 games, he has 28 points this year. So that kind of gives a little bit of perspective. Um, I mean, it could just be that he was young and not kind of adjusted, kind of seemed like he didn't play a ton. Well, he played he played a decent amount of games, but he never played the full the full workload 70, 69, 61, 65, 50. That was the covid shortened season, 70 and now 43 out of what 46 for the Bruins this year. 46 or 47 games, I believe. Um so he's on pace to to break uh his personal best season uh, points wise scoring wise and it seems like he's just really comfortable so that's uh that's obviously ideal yeah i'm excited good good for don good move Tr- trade a one-for-one player that you got on a one-year cheap deal trade him for a younger player and you keep the younger player good couple moves string of moves by donnie i'm sure we'll get into it next episode uh what what was Correct, correct. Uh, special episode coming. A little, little tease, a little little tease, Rick. Mm. Um, 
Shout out Another, Kansas right now, by the way. Huh? Kansas, State. Kansas State hoops just beat number two Kansas at home. Storm, uh, storm the court. There you go. K-State's good. K-State's good. Well, they're number 14. I'm sure they're going Well, they'll slide into the top 10. I think UConn's the best team in the country. Um, but another important note, uh, obviously came back this year, David Krejci, 1,000 games. Uh, you mentioned this uh, kind of in our, in our offline uh, chat, getting ready for this episode, Rick. Where does he rank in all-time Bruins? Obviously. Yeah, that was a good discussion to have. A, a pressing question. Uh, and I I put a lot of thought to it, and, and I – it's so bizarre because for so long he was not a scapegoat, but not a guy that Bruins fans were really, Bruin, you know, people around Bruins um, land were were very fond of because he didn't have a good contract. And he, he took up a lot of room and he took up a lot of space. And – was kind of an easy scapegoat and then he disappears for a year and people are like, man, we could, we could really use Krejci. So obviously he comes back, continues to light things up. I will always remember him as as soon as the playoffs step up, he's just one of the best players, like automatic, put that guy on my team. Probably one of, it's kind of weird to, to put a guy in a, in a, uh, not a stat, but a, a group like this. But I, one of the best second line centers, I think of it like one of the best, you know, two A guy or one A, one B guys I've ever seen. Just totally, totally worth it. And as for ranking, top fifteen, top twenty. Yeah, I kind of meant like the ranking. It was kind of like in this era since. You know the Bergeron since Bergeron. Chara came basically in 06. Where did I think he's number three behind those two we just mentioned? I think he's right now. Is he above Marshan? Is really the question in all time Bruins? Is Kretsch over Marshy? That's a tough question because obviously Kretsch was going to be the Conn Smythe winner if we if Thomas didn't exist in 2011, right? He had an unreal playoffs. He was playoff credit 2013 as well. He led the, you know, he led the NHL in playoff scoring as well. So he has that playoff pedigree. Um, Marshan maybe he's been, you know, didn't take a year off and it was kind of better towards the latter half of Krejci's career. But it's always it's a tough question to ask. Who is that number three? Obviously, that's the Mount Rushmore, I think. Sorry, Tooks. I don't think Tooks can make that Mount Rushmore. But I think Kretsch. So, so oh, see that now we're in a different conversation. Mount Rushmore <laughs> since since Chara got on the team. Oh, so yeah, Mount Rush- this era, yeah, we know Mount, Mount Rushmore since 07, basically. Basically, yeah, that was Kretsch's rookie year, 07, I think. So it's obviously Chara Bergeron. Is Thomas on there? It's a it's a really interesting question. It I think is. has to crack the top four. He's been so underrated, part of this core. He was the are first. Sure, are we sure? Like, are we sure? Like, are we sure? Like, Louis Erickson or Lee Stepniak doesn't doesn't fall in that in that Mount Rushmore. More of a Jerusalem Stafford guy. 
Shout out to Petrov McGuire, who all he talks about. Yarmir Yeah, Petrov McGuire. Lee Stepniak. <laughs> um, but. Brian Gianta. Brian Gianta. Things of that nature. Um, but I would say Bergeron, Chara. See, the, the interesting thing there is because you have you have Thomas. Thomas obviously got you the cup, and I loved him, Thomas. But Thomas got you the cup. But, like, 2010, he was terrible. That's when Tuca took over for him for a year. 2012, he was okay. And then 2013. He won, the, he won two Vesnas. I know. It was like – had one though. So. It was it was literally oh nine and eleven, and then Tuka was thirteen on though. Thir- Tuka, yeah, that's that's the question. Tuka was Tuka was a top seven goalie in the league from twenty thirteen to twenty twenty. Yeah, it's always tough. It's not really the conversation I wanted to get into, but it's interesting. It's just where to. I don't know. It's a tough one. Uh, but either way, Krejci's always going to be underrated around here. Um, and another question I had was, is he going up to the rafters? He's 46 going up to the rafters. I probably not. I think the way to do it now, he is like Rick Middleton's up there. Like they'll run out I mean, of there's going to be, if they retire, if they retire, so Char Bergeron. Is it when's is Char going to retire this year? No, 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 he'll probably, that'll probably be like another two years, I think. When they get start getting bad, they're gonna need things to do to get people yeah, to build. Exactly. Char bobblehead night, char memoriam night, that that that. I think Krejci uh, does go up there. I think the way they do it now, I think he does. You think they're gonna be like the Yankees and they just have like a million retired numbers? Not a million, but like I think this run has to be recognized. Because you gotta go, you gotta go 33, 37, 63. 46-40. That's where I stop. 46, 40, not 30. Now, well, you can't do 30. Every goal is 30. Can't do 30. Not just even because of that. I think it's just, you, yeah, he won a cup. Is Jerry Sheevers up there? He won two. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, that would be, I might have to be in the building if they raise 40. That would oh, be, both will be most. Yeah. <laughs> that would, that, that would be, that would be an all time moment. He, the, the, That'd be interesting. I bet half the building would be. We disagree a lot on some players here, but me and you on the Tukarasi's good fan club, we are captain, co pilot, and pilots right there. He's the best goalie in the history of the organization. Yeah, I mean, that's not that's even not even close. All right, but shout out Crazy, thousand games in a bees uniform. I love the bees. I saw a tweet. Did you see Tortorella's comments? Maybe it was fake. He said, "Like we came out flat because we thought they were gonna honor Krejci, and uh, that guy's, you know, it's the game has passed him by. Totally, totally. But I some I thought I saw. So they don't use iPads either. The Flyers, you see that? I did see that. And like someone was like, you should uh, the iPads would have been useful to see how you blew six goals or let up six goals or something like that. See where you can help." All right. Well, obviously, um, might be the biggest news in a month for the Bruins, which is uh, Jake DeBrusque getting hurt, basically being unable to walk 
being in a warrior in the winter classic very impressive because i could i thought for very long he was just kind of soft but kept playing and he played very well in the winter classic and turns out that he basically had to be in a boot or has to be in a boot for a month or possibly longer so uh ricky what do you know about the injury how long is he out for and what do you want the bruins to do now uh that this uh top six forward has been that is is taken out yeah so it seems like it's going to be a month, maybe a little bit more than that. It was like a broken tibia. It's like the small bone. Tibia, fibia, some, somewhere in that area. But it sounds pretty painful, and he scored two goals. Shout out Jake DeBrus. The Jake DeBrus fan club lives on. Shout out Cash. So he'll be out for a while. And Shout out Cash. Always oh, shout out Cash. Um, he'll be on soon for the trade deadline. Um yeah, what do I want them to do? I mean, it's obviously put a little hole in the lineup. They've had to put Pasta up there a lot. Uh, Craig Smith has gotten looks. They don't look as good. Uh, just shows you that the Brusque is a difference maker a little bit. Um, what do I want them to do? I don't still – I mean, I don't understand the whole trade deadline thing. I always never really have. Like, I feel like the Bruins know what they need right now. Can't they go just get it? Um, do I want them to go get a winger? I was always, I was on the Patty Kane train. I've kind of come off that. I'm kind of on more of the defense, need a defenseman kind of side of things. So I still, th- I think they have good enough lines. Can they weather the storm without the brush for a month? I think it's pretty evident that they can. They weather the storm without the Marshan and McAvoy for a month. They're the best team in the league. And yeah. without the brusque, they still are like, what, four and one? Lost to Seattle. That's it. Like they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll beat good teams. Um, I don't know, even they're five and one. They'll be good teams. Um, I don't think it's a big issue right now. A month, it's already been a week plus. It's been like two weeks since the Winter Classic. So he probably is going to be back within the next couple of weeks to a month. And hopefully he's the same player. That's what I'm kind of worried about because he was having a career year. And that's that's what worries me going to the playoffs is he on, like he's going to be limping around a little bit. And then when it comes down, the Bruins got limited in the second round and we hear Jake DeBrus like, oh, my knee was acting up. Oh, that's what I'm kind of worried about at the exit only meetings, whatever those are called. Uh, but hopefully he comes back sooner. And it's an easy excuse oh. as well. Not, not to, not to say he's going to use it, but, but if he shows up and, you know, bad playoff series, something like that, they get bounced. That's, that's an easy excuse. Um, just some inter, just some interesting uh, leader in Providence for points is uh, Vinny Letary. With 29 and 36. Huh? Forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. Vinny Letary, 29 and 36. So he is the, uh, he's leading right now. Obviously, not one of these young studs, kind of a, a I don't want to say failed NHLer, but, but kind of a fringe guy. Um, Lysel is 21 and 24 games. So kind of, but I probably not ready to call up Oscar Steen. No, they called up Kupanen. The Kupanen. Wagner, no interest. Mark McLaughlin, he's a center. Um, so not not a ton going on down in Providence. Uh, that that really catches your eye. Not really. I mean, I don't know if I want LaSalle come up yet 
I think you just got to go down there. He's pretty much point per game, which is pretty good for a pro team in your first year pro. Um, in terms of like, do I want him to make a trade now to fill that role? No, because that just wouldn't make sense. I think DeBrus stays there. I don't think they're trading for Patty Kane. If anything, I think they're more likely to trade for Taves and sneak him on the bottom six and just make it lethal for like a defensive kind of role in the playoffs, which would be nuts. He's also having one of his best years in a while. I just found that out the other day. Taser wouldn't mind Taser coming down. Um, so I'm more inclined for the defenseman come trade deadline. We'll talk about that as it gets a little closer, but I don't think they have to make any radical changes right now. Russ will come back and hopefully he's, you know, back to his old self. And I think that's plenty enough for forwards to just get a, you know, a depth winger or a, a Taser. And I think you have can to I, go for a big defenseman is what you got to go after. for. The- can I, can I throw a name out at you? Uh, you it's, it's, it's been heard before. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, really breaking down any walls or news here, but, but Bo Horvat. Uh, yeah. That would be one where I would, uh, would go ahead with these. You probably get him for the future as well. Like you need a center. He's going to put up like 50 something goals this year. He's on pace for uh, plug. I don't even know where you would put him probably at the wing somewhere. Yeah. This would be just nuts. Now your top nine is just even crazier. And then Freddie's on the fourth line now and banging bodies. So yeah, I'd be down with that. I think it's would cost two firsts in like a, Pretty good prospect, I saw. Probably myself. Two first of myself is pretty steep. That, pretty I wouldn't do that. I, wouldn't I don't do know. That. I wouldn't I do that. Would, I wouldn't do that either. Yeah, that I would mean. truly be like that. Would be the ramps. They'd be the they'd be the twenty twenty one. Yeah, I think I think you can find a good player for less. Agreed. So, if they if that's what the price is, then I don't I don't want two first. If you go one first and like Larai, like the defenseman, I'd do that. So I'm willing to throw out the rye. I want Chicharin, dude. I want Chicharin. So Chicharin is two firsts and a player. I would do two firsts and the rye for Chicharin. But that's everybody that's, wants Chicharin. Who doesn't but, want Chicharin? at that contract for more years? One. We have the best top three in the NHL and the best. Uh-huh. Nine, what? I said, uh huh. Yeah. So what's not the love there? So yeah. All right. Well, soon. So. Anything else from uh from Bruins World Land, Causeway nope. Street? Going to New York next two games. Let's go two and zero. Oh yeah, future schedule should probably look into that. Um, that's a good idea, Rick. Thank you for reminding me. At the Rangers, uh, I'm sorry, they got the Islanders tonight. When you're listening to this, you got the Rangers tomorrow. So back to back in New York. Come back home for a Sharks game, and then they go on a pretty decent road trip before the All-Star break. Montreal, Tampa, Florida, Carolina, Toronto. Omar made the All-Star game, All-Star game. Did you uh, see those jerseys? I did not. They're leaked, so not official. They're going like the old-school 90s All-Star game jersey with like the star kind of thing with the old Western Conference and Eastern Conference logos in, in Miami Vice colors. So the neon pink, the neon blue, the black. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna get an Allmark, one of those. Not opposed. Pasta should have made it, but you know, yeah, it's not out of the woods yet. The fan vote has to come through. I voted that's for true. That's true. Uh, so that's what's coming up for the bees. Just clean house with these with these four, and then um, and then you start a real tough stretch. Tough stretch with the Lightning, Panthers, Hurricanes, and the Leafs. So that will be. Uh, There'll be an important stretch as always. And we've talked about what, what this team look like in the middle of the season and doldrums, this, how aggressive would they be? They're the exact same. 
So not much to add on that. Uh, no, no issues there. Uh, Rick, a little, a little football. We'll finish with a little football. Yeah, why not uh, finish with a little pigskin? How, how about that? That sounds like that sounds like fun. Um, any takeaways from Wild Card Weekend? Do you have a pick? You have a team? It was better than I expected in terms of all the spreads. I did pretty well on the gambling side of things. Uh, the Jacksonville game was terrific. Got out of the Bruins game. Went over the greatest and watched the rest of that game. So that was that was fantastic. Um, do I have a team rooting forward? Um, Giants, uh, roommates, Giants guy. I know I'm not a Pats guy, okay? So I don't have any um, ill will against the Giants. I like uh, Daniel Jones. I like what they're doing over there, Brian Dayball. I'm rooting with my friend. Dayball or Dayball? What do you you say, Dayball? I heard it was French. I could have been duped, but I don't know. I heard it's the Could have been a Fugazi. You could have been a Fugazi. So I'd probably go Giants and um, uh, Jaguars. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it, though. And then, you know, Bills. Also Patriots rival, sorry. But. Yeah, I mean, no, well, I I want to like the Bills. I, I really, I really do. I like out. I, there's just, I'm watching them and I'm like. Oh, I don't I like Josh Allen, though. I like the oh, Bills. Oh, really? Yeah. I think he's I great. like, I actually, I, when he loses, he's like. A wimp. Yeah. I, 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 I like him, and, and what, but when he loses, he's kind of tough to, to look at or watch. Um, yeah. Um, should but, be a good, great slate this weekend. The games are great. Exactly. You got any uh, standout picks? You got anything? Yeah, I'm going to be taking most of the underdogs this week. I, the spread's a little too high for me. I remember the Browns went into KC a couple years ago and kept it close. Uh, Casey, I think is a little bit overrated on the defensive side. I'm going Jags plus nine. Uh, the Saturday night game, I'm taking Giants. I think they they're a little bit hot, like what they're doing on the offensive side. Eagles are haven't played their best football coming down the stretch. Taking the Giants plus seven and a half. I'm also taking the Bengals plus four. They're my Super Bowl pick for the AFC. Ooh, I got. A, I, I'm looking at five right now. Oh, even better. I know they lost a couple guys last week, but Burrow is gonna play ball and he can play ball on the road. He won a bunch of road games last year in the playoffs. So I'm taking them plus the point. And then I'm going to take the, uh, the home 49ers to cover. I think it's two and a half or three. I'm looking at four. That defense will be too much Four. that's a lot, but that defense might be too much for Dak. I think he's kind of a mental midget. Stinky anyway. Dak. Are you, are you a Dak believer? Or, or a... No, I think he's not that good. Stinky Dak. You're on the stinky Dak train. Those my uh, I, I have, I have a theory that, um, and I rode with this. I should have kept track, but I have a theory that uh, an NFL spread always take plus five or five and a half. Hmm. Just I, I think I think it's a bait line. Like I, it's if I see plus five or five and a half, I automatically take it. And I feel like it does well. I could just be me not paying attention, but um, I I feel like it does do well. Oh, Yep. All right. Well, we're we're at less than a minute, so hopefully don't we don't get cut off here. Uh, Ricky, it is always a pleasure. Uh, we will talk to you next time with a special episode, uh, All Star Weekend, things of that nature. All right, go bees, kid. Go bees. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. 
The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period. Where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game third period. Last game in the playoffs, too. Oh, take me where the hockey players face off down the rink. And the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. Now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream. The puck is in. The home team wins the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.